I would like to dedicate this book to Olive. Magic Treehouse number 28, High Tide in Hawaii by Mary Pope Osborne. Chapter one, a ship. Jack and Annie were sitting on their porch reading books. Jack was reading about gorillas. Annie was reading about pilgrims. Suddenly, Annie closed her book. She looked up into the sunset. Hey, Annie said with a smile. Jack looked over at her. It's back, she said, jumping up. Oh, man, breathed Jack. He knew she was talking about the magic treehouse. Annie could always tell when it was back. Jack closed his book and stood up. We're going to the woods, he called through the screen door. There's something we have to check on. Be back before dark, their mom said. We will, said Jack. He picked up his backpack. Then he and Annie headed across the yard. When they got to the sidewalk, they started running. They ran up their street and into the Frog Creek woods. In the last light of day, they hurried between the trees. Finally, they came to the tallest oak. They held their breath as they looked up. The magic treehouse was back. Good going, said Jack. Thanks, said Annie. She started up the ladder. Jack followed. It was nearly dark inside, but the sun-dried wood smelled like a summer day. What kind of special magic will we look for this time, said Jack. They glanced around the treehouse. They saw the scrolls they brought back from Shakespeare's theater. They saw the twig from the mountain gorillas and the pouch of corn seeds from the first Thanksgiving. There, said Annie. She pointed to a book in the corner. A piece of paper was sticking out of it. Jack picked up the book. Then he pulled out the paper and read, Dear Jack and Annie, good luck on your fourth journey to find a special magic. This secret rhyme will guide you. To find a special magic, build a special kind of ship that rides the waves, both high and low, on every kind of trip. Thank you, Morgan. Jack looked at Annie. A ship, he said. She shrugged. Yep, guess we have to build a ship. Where do we go to build it? She and Jack looked at the book's cover. It showed palm trees, a beach, and a beautiful ocean. The title was A Visit to Old Hawaii. Oh, wow, said Annie. I love Hawaii. How do you know you love it? Jack asked. We've never been to Hawaii. Well, we're going now, said Annie. She pointed at the cover. We wish we could go there. The wind started to blow. The treehouse started to spin. It spun faster and faster. Then everything was still. Absolutely still. Chapter 2, Aloha. Jack opened his eyes. A gentle wind brushed against his skin. It smelled sweet and fresh. Annie looked out the window. Nice, she said. Jack looked out too. The treehouse had landed on top of a tall palm tree. The palm tree was at the edge of a flowery meadow. On one side of the meadow, a cliff dropped down to the beach and ocean. On the other side of the meadow were the rooftops of a small village. Beyond the village were tall gray mountains, Misty clouds hid their peaks. Waterfalls gushed down their sides. I told you I loved Hawaii, said Annie. Don't you? I have to learn about it first, said Jack. He pushed his glasses into place and opened their research book. He read aloud, Hawaii is a chain of islands in the Pacific Ocean. The largest island is Hawaii, which give its name to the whole group. The islands were formed millions of years ago by volcanoes. The volcanoes erupted under the ocean. Over time, their craters rose above the water. 
Wow, said Annie. We're on the top of a volcano. Yeah, said Jack. He read on. The volcanic rock crumbled and turned to soil. Over millions of years, wind and birds dropped seeds on the islands. Plants and trees began to grow, and birds and insects made their homes. Cool, said Jack. He took out his notebook and pencil and wrote, Wind and birds brought seeds. He read some more. About 2,000 years ago, people first came to Hawaii. They came in canoes from other islands in the Pacific. They rode for thousands of miles across the ocean, guided only by the wind and stars. Hey, listen, said Annie. Jack put down the book and listened. Sounds of music and laughter floated on the breeze. There must be a party in that village, said Annie. Let's go. What about building that ship, asked Jack. We'll figure that out later, said Annie. Let's meet some people at the party. Maybe they can help us. She started down the ladder. Jack heard a whoop of laughter in the distance. The party does sound fun, he thought. He packed up his things and followed Annie down to the ground. The sun was low in the sky. They walked through the meadow toward the village. Everything was bathed in a golden red glow. Oh, man, breathed Jack. There was beauty everywhere. Purple flowers shaped like bells, white flowers that looked like stars, tall feathery ferns, green spiky plants, big orange and black butterflies, and tiny yellow birds. When they got close to the village, they saw an open area filled with people. Jack and Annie slipped behind a palm tree. They peeked out at the party. There were about 50 people, including grown-ups, teenagers, and little kids. They were all barefoot and wore wreaths of flowers around their necks. A woman was chanting. Her words rose and fell like waves. She chanted about a volcano goddess named Pele. While she chanted, other people played music. Some blew on pipes that looked like flutes. Others shook gourds that sounded like baby rattles. Some hit sticks together to make clicking sounds. Most of the villagers were dancing to the music. They stepped from side to side. They swayed their hips and waved their hands. They're doing the hula, whispered Annie. She smiled and waved her hands too. Don't get carried away, whispered Jack. He took out their book and found a picture of Hawaiians dancing. He read, the early Hawaiians had no written language. They told stories with hula dancing. The hula is a blend of dancing and chanting poetry. Jack pulled out his notebook. He started a list about early Hawaii. No written language, stories with hula. Suddenly, Jack heard loud laughter and clapping. He looked up. Annie was gone. Jack peeked out from behind the tree. Annie was doing the hula with the dancers. But no one seemed surprised. Everyone just smiled at her as they kept dancing. A girl caught sight of Jack. She looked about Annie's age. She had long, shiny black hair and a big, friendly smile. Come do the hula, she called to him. No way, Jack breathed. He slipped behind the tree again, but the girl danced over to him and took his hand. Join us, she said. No thanks, said Jack. The girl didn't let go. She pulled Jack into the open. The music got louder. The dancers and musicians nodded and smiled at Jack. Jack stood still. He didn't know how to do any kind of dance, let alone the hula. He stared at the ground, clutching his backpack and notebook until the music and dancing ended. The Hawaiians gathered around Jack and Annie. They all had friendly, open faces. Who are you? The girl asked. I'm Annie, said Annie. This is my brother, Jack. I'm Kama, 
the girl said. This is my brother, Boca. She pointed to a boy in the crowd who looked about Jack's age. The boy stepped forward. He grinned a big grin, just like his sister's. He pulled off his wreath of red fluffy flowers. He put it around Annie's neck. A lay to welcome you, Boca said. Kama then pulled off her lay and put it around Jack's neck. Aloha, Jack and Annie, everyone said. Chapter three, sleepover. Aloha, said Jack and Annie. Where did you come from? A pretty woman asked. Frog, Annie started, but Jack broke in. From over the mountains, he said quickly. He pointed at the mountains looming in the distance. We are glad you have come to visit us, the woman said. Everyone smiled and nodded. They're all amazingly nice, Jack thought. The music started again. As people began to dance, Kama took Annie's hand. Sit and talk with us, she said. She and Boca led Jack and Annie to the edge of the clearing. They sat cross-legged in the grass. Kama picked up a wooden bowl. She held it out. Please eat, she said. What is it? asked Annie. It is poi, said Kama. She scooped some poi out of the bowl and licked it off of her fingers. You eat it with your hands? Cool, said Annie. She stuck her fingers in the bowl and licked off the poi. Mmm, good. Jack stuck his finger in the bowl too. The gooey mixture felt like peanut butter, but when he licked it off his finger, it had a weird taste, both bitter and sweet. Mmm, he said, but he made a face. He doesn't like it. Kama said to Boca. No, no, said Jack. It's, he tried to think of something polite. It's very interesting. Kama and Boca giggled. Then they stuck their fingers in the bowl and ate some poi. Interesting, they exclaimed. They cracked up laughing. Jack and Annie laughed with them. Now tell us about your home over the mountains, said Kama. This place you call Frog. Kama's friendly smile made Jack want to tell her the truth. It's actually called Frog Creek, he said. It's very far away, much farther than just over the mountains. We traveled here in a magic treehouse. Kama's and Boca's eyes got huge. They smiled even bigger smiles than before. That sounds fun, said Kama. You are so lucky, said Boca. Jack and Annie laughed. Yeah, we are, said Jack. He felt great telling their new friends about the treehouse. He and Annie had never talked about it with their friends back home. Can you stay here tonight? asked Kama. Jack shrugged. Sure, we can stay at least one night, he said. Kama hurried over to the pretty woman. They spoke together for a moment. Then Kama returned to Jack and Annie. Our mother invites you to sleep at our house, she said. Great, said Annie. Thanks. Jack and Annie stood up. In the gray twilight, they followed Kama and Boca through the village. They wove between small huts with steep roofs until Kama stopped in front of one. This is our house, she said. The hut had no door, just a wide entrance that opened into one large room. Kama and Boca led Jack and Annie inside. In the dim light, Jack could barely see the dried grass walls and the woven grass mats on the dirt floor. Where do we sleep? He asked. Here, said Boca. He and Kama lay down on the mats. Annie pulled off her lay and shoes. Then she lay down too. Oh, said Jack. Okay. He took off his shoes and wreath of flowers. He used his backpack as a pillow when he lay down. The warm wind rustled the palm leaves outside. Music drifted in from the party. The ocean is calling, said Kama. Jack could barely hear the waves in the distance. 
Tomorrow, we will take you wave riding, said Boca. You mean surfing, said Annie? Yes, said Kama. Cool, said Jack, but he wasn't sure he meant it. Surfing actually seemed pretty scary. Kama seemed to hear his thoughts. Don't worry, she said. We'll have fun. No kidding, said Annie. Soon, Jack heard steady breathing. The other kids had fallen asleep. Oh, darn, we forgot to ask them about building a ship, he thought. I guess we'll have to do that tomorrow. Jack closed his eyes and yawned. Soon, he, too, was fast asleep. Chapter 4, Garden Paradise. Jack heard pounding noises. He imagined Boca and Kama were building a ship. He opened his eyes. Only he and Annie were still in the hut. A piece of cloth covered the doorway. Jack sat up and shook Annie. Wake up, he said. She opened her eyes. I think they're building a ship outside, said Jack. Come on, let's go. Annie jumped up. Don't forget your lay, she said. They put on their flower wreaths. Jack lifted the cloth over the doorway and they stepped out into the warm sunlight. Boca, Kama, and their parents smiled at Jack and Annie. They were all working, but no one was building a ship. Boca was pounding a wide strip of bark with a wooden club. Kama was using a stone to pound something that looked like a fat sweet potato. Their parents were weaving grass mats. What are you making? Jack asked. I'm making tapa, said Boca. First, I beat the bark of the mulberry tree into thin sheets. Then my father pasted the sheets together to make cloth for us. This is the root of the taro plant, said Kama. She pointed at the squashed white vegetable. When you add fruit to it, you get poi. Great, said Jack. By the way, do you ever build ships? Ships? asked Boca. What for? Jack shrugged. To sail away, he said. Why would we do that? asked Kama. Good question, said Jack, smiling. Can I help? Annie asked Kama. Sure, said Kama. While she showed Annie how to pound the taro root, Jack slipped back into the hut. He pulled out his notebook and quickly added to his Hawaii list. Tapa, bark pounded into cloth. Taro root, pounded for poi. Ship, question mark. Jack heard Kama ask her parents if they could play now. We finished our chores, said Kama. May we take Jack and Annie to the ocean for wave riding, said Boca. Jack held his breath. He half hoped their parents would say no. Yes, go have a good time with your friends, said their father. Come on, Jack. Annie called. Jack put his notebook away. He pulled on his pack and joined the others outside. We'll be back in a little while, said Kama. Don't forget to eat breakfast, said her mother. We won't, said Kama. Where will we get breakfast, wondered Jack. He and Annie followed Kama and Boca. They passed villagers hard at work. Some carried firewood or water. Others were cutting grass or stripping bark from trees. Everyone smiled and waved. Hungry? Kama asked Jack and Annie. Sure, they said. Kama and Boca went into the grove of palms near the huts. They climbed up two slanting tree trunks, using their hands and feet to push themselves up. At the top, they shook the palm leaves. Watch out, Kama shouted. Jack and Annie jumped back as big round coconuts fell to the ground. Kama and Boca slid down the trees. They each picked up a coconut. Then they found rocks and began to whack the hard shells. They whacked and whacked until their coconuts cracked into halves. Kama shared hers with Annie. Boca shared his with Jack. Jack drank the fresh, sweet milk inside the coconut. Mmm, he said. Interesting, asked Boca. No, 
mm means good, said Jack. Everyone laughed. Then Kama picked bananas off a banana tree and gave them to Jack and Annie. Jack peeled his and took a bite. It was the best banana he'd ever eaten. When breakfast was over, they all headed into the flowery meadow. The sky was the bluest blue Jack had ever seen. The grass was the greenest green. The flowers and birds sparkled like jewels. Hawaii is like a garden paradise, Jack thought. He wanted to look up Hawaiian birds and flowers in the research book. As the others kept walking, he stopped and pulled out the book. Jack, come look, Annie shouted. She was standing at the edge of a cliff with Boca and Kama. Jack put away the book and hurried to join the others. He looked down at a beach 50 feet below. There were no people. Only seashells and seaweed lay on the glistening white sand. Big, foamy waves crashed against the shore. Wow, said Annie. Uh-oh, thought Jack. Chapter 5, Go! Boca looked at Jack and grinned. Ready? he asked. I'm ready, said Annie. Where do we get our surfboards? Down there, said Kama. She pointed to a rocky path that led to the beach. Let's go, said Annie. Annie, Boca, and Kama started down the path. Jack followed, moving slowly and carefully. When he stepped onto the beach, Jack slipped off his shoes. He dug his toes into the dry, warm sand. It felt as soft as silk. Actually, I wouldn't mind just taking a walk on the beach, he said to the others. But no one seemed to hear. They had all walked over to a row of wooden surfboards propped against the rocks. Boca picked out a longboard and lugged it over to Jack. For you, he said. Jack took the board and looked up at it. It was as tall as his dad. Isn't this a little big for me, he asked. Boca shook his head. He chose a board for Annie. Then he and Kama grabbed a couple for themselves. Jack took a deep breath. I'd like to read a little about surfing first, he said. He put his board down and pulled out the research book. What is that? asked Kama. It's a book, said Jack. It tells you about things. How does it talk? said Kama. It doesn't talk, said Annie. You read it. Kama looked confused. Jack, forget the book now, Annie said. Let's just do what Boca and Kama tell us. She headed for the ocean, lugging her board. Jack sighed and put the book away. He left his pack in the sand, picked up his board, and followed the others. They all stopped at the edge of the water. First, we need to get past the breaking waves, said Kama. Then we'll show you what to do next. Together, they waded into the cool, shallow water. The waves don't seem all that big, Jack thought, hopefully. But as he waded deeper into the ocean, the breaking waves began to look bigger and bigger. When the first wave hit him, Jack leaned against it, lifting his board. He nearly fell over. Kama, Boca, and Annie moved farther out into the ocean. Jack watched as a wave loomed over them. They all threw their boards over the wave and dove into it. Jack struggled forward. The next time a big wave came toward him, he threw his board over it. Holding his glasses tightly, he ducked under. When Jack stood up again, he wiped the water from his eyes and glasses. His surfboard was close by. He grabbed it before another wave came. Jack kept fighting his way forward. By the time he got past all the breakers, the water was up to his chest. We'll paddle out to catch a big wave, said Boca. Jack frowned, but don't worry, Jack, said Kama. It will be fun. Boca and Kama pulled themselves onto their boards. They lay on their bellies and began paddling with their hands out to sea. 
Jack and Annie lay down on their boards too. Paddling over the gentle waves, Jack relaxed. Now, this was something he could do all day. When I say go, paddle fast back toward the shore, said Kama. When do we stand up, said Annie. When you start toward the shore, said Boca. Stand up with one foot forward. Stretch out your arms to keep your balance. But don't try to stand up the very first time, said Kama. Just ride your board on your belly. I see one coming now, said Boca. Wait, wait, said Jack. Everything was happening too fast. He had questions. Go, Kama shouted. Jack saw a big wave rolling toward them. Before he knew it, Boca, Kama, and Annie were paddling quickly toward the shore. Jack paddled like crazy to keep up. Suddenly, the wave lifted him and swept him forward. Jack zoomed toward the shore with amazing speed. Out of the corner of his eye, he saw Boca and Kama and Annie all standing up. Jack wanted to be like them. In a flash, he went up on his knees. He put his left foot forward and stood up. For one second, he felt like a soaring bird. Then he lost his balance. Jack fell into the water, grabbing his glasses just in time. The wave crashed down on top of him. Water filled his mouth and went up his nose. His board and his lay were swept away. Jack twisted and turned in the churning water. When his head bobbed up above the water, he choked <coughs> and coughed. Another big wave crashed down on him and he went under again. When he came up, he plunged forward, desperately trying to get to shore. Again and again, Jack was thrown down and slammed by breaking waves. But each time, he got up and hurled himself closer to shore. Finally, Jack dragged himself out of the ocean. Feeling bruised and battered, he fell onto the sand.